you know, I've been on Scruff, Grinder, Tinder, and OkCupid. I've used like Hinge and Bumble and uh, OkCupid, OkCupid, Tinder, Match, Plenty of Fish, which is just trash, Zeus. Um, and now the league. Um, so, of course, I have a Tinder account, and um, I have two other accounts. One with uh, Match, and the other app that I use is called Hinge. Let's pretend you just got out of a relationship, or you just woke up and somebody handed you a phone. Mm, both feelings I know pretty well, yeah. And they said, <laughs> all right, go find your future whatever Hook up, husband, wife, best friend. Where do you start? I think Tinder was kind of like the trailblazer on making things so easy that um, OkCupid and Hinge and Bumble all kind of like uh, followed that path of uh, swiping and making it super easy and user-friendly. I started with Tinder. I figured that was the most popular one out there. Mm -hmm. If I can make it there, I can make it anywhere. And so that's what I did for like a solid year. In the meantime, everyone kept saying, try this app, try this app, try this app. So Mm -hmm. I'd look into them and they all kind of had their own idiosyncrasies. They were all just a little bit different from each other. For the most part, kind of had the same end goal. But I think there's definitely different apps for different people and different communication styles and what you're looking for. I don't really like drinking, so I use apps to try and make friends and to try and meet people. Let's start with the big one. Let's start with Tinder. Okay. So that was the one that kind of set everything off, right? Yes. As far as apps go. Um, I know, you know, before that there were the online dating websites like Match.com and eHarmony and Christian Mingle, you know, all these create your profile and then communicate through email type things. But when the apps hit, Tinder was really the thing that capitalized not only on smartphone technology mm-hmm. with allowing you to interact with the screen itself and their swiping technology, um, but also like did a great job of marketing themselves, getting into colleges and getting people out there and dating and saying, hey, this group of people may live 100 yards away from you, but you can creep on them on your phone. <laughs> Get the information that they're sharing and it became far more enticing and completely changed the dating landscape. I agree. I think there's several parts of Tinder that made it, to be honest, I mean, just downright mouthwatering, right? You are used to having to go out to bars to meet people. Tinder would tell you that a mile away, there are consistently 200 men who are attractive looking for fun or relationship or whatever, um, but who could potentially make you happy. So I think it created this this catalog of potential partners. And not only was it the newness and the novelty of it that was so exciting, but the access. All you had to do was swipe right. And if they swiped right on you, you could talk to them. This, this bypassed all of the awkwardness of approaching someone at a bar or at a coffee shop or, you know, in line at the DMV, whatever, whatever your thing is. Right. Um, so it's just it made it it made it easier on so many levels. And you could see pictures of this person. You could then Google this person and get all of their educational history. 
look at their LinkedIn, find out what kind of job they have. I mean, you could do a lot with all, with, with all of this information. And, and, you know, typically folks are lazy. They'll use the same good photo for their LinkedIn and their Facebook and their Tinder because it's a great picture and they want to be cute. So it, it, made, it made creeping very easy. It brought a lot of people to your front door. It did. In the same way that like Facebook just a few years before allowed you to reconnect with people that you lost yeah. touch with. Mm-hmm. So it was that whole thing of like finding old high school acquaintances and coworkers and people you go to church with and all these people and bringing them in and being like, all right, now I can keep tabs on you all. <laughs> Tinder took it one step further to be like, all right, everybody that I don't know already... I have a way to interact with you in the same kind of way. Mm-hmm. I get a little bit of information, and if it's good enough, I'm going to swipe right. And if I think you're trash or just not interested in you <laughs> or just not in the right mood, I never have to see you again. And so, like, the swipe right, swipe left thing, they started huge. Every other app has, has sort of glommed onto that, and to some extent or another, they've all kind of copied that. Now, the thing with Tinder that people seem to like is the anonymity outlet. Mm-hmm. So you provide your first name, you provide your age, and then you're given a very limited amount of space to basically tell your life story, your profile. You've got a couple pictures you can put on. Recently, they added this video thing, which nobody likes because it's just eating up all your data. But like, there's just a little sampling of information that you get. And that's kind of what Tinder is. It's the one that really hasn't changed much. And it's still by far the most popular. I mean, people, whether it's the familiarity of it or just the ease of access to it, like most people use it. It's very easy to use. They don't ask you any questions. There are very few requirements. You probably don't even have to have a picture of yourself. You could have a picture of a shoe. Nobody would say anything. I've had the least success with Tinder. The guys on Tinder just want something quick and easy and it's kind of turned into just like a playground of very immature grown men. (laughs) So I've been using Tinder for, I gave it a solid year. Like I said, everyone recommended all these other apps. And you didn't use any other apps? Not until the new year. Um, And so once the new year hit, I said, all right, let me see what else is out there. New year, new you. Kind of, (laughs) yeah. And I hopped on Hinge which was a much better experience because of the amount of information that you're able to provide. So Tinder, you've got, I think it's something like 400 characters that you can use. Hinge lets you put about the same amount of pictures, but also prompts you. So there's questions that you have to answer about various things like, you know, favorite movies, first date ideas, things you're attracted to, not attracted to, just to give people an idea of who you are. And then you're able to comment on other people's answers or a certain picture and start a conversation that way. The big thing for me with Hinge that I liked over Tinder was I have a daughter. And so it was really tough to sort of sneak that in there in a way that was like, hey, not looking for a mom, but like, you should know that this is my situation. Hinge lets you put right in there. Have kids? Yes. Want kids? No. Whether or not you're a smoker, a drinker, a drug user, you know, those things that like you don't need to spell out in a profile, but like are good to know when you're swiping randomly. So I actually had much better luck with meeting people on Hinge than I did on Tinder as far as like quality of dates and 
matching right away, things we had in common, that kind of stuff. It was a product of the frustration that people were having with Tinder. And I think that Hinge is really important because it has influenced other apps in the same kind of way. So Hinge, number one, took away swiping. You X on somebody. And also, people don't disappear forever. Once you run out of people within whatever... I, you know, age range or distance that you've set for yourself, they come back. If you're like me, you can just use your ex-boyfriends as a landmark. And then you know when, when you've gotten back to the beginning. You can't just swipe. You have to like, like a picture or an answer they gave and you can actually respond to them and make a comment on it. And so you don't have to match that person. It'll, it'll just send that you liked something to them and then they can in turn like you back and invite you to a conversation yeah the great thing about hinge is that it asks you a ton of lifestyle questions and it was probably the first app besides the website apps like match.com and eHarmony that were working on algorithms that really tried to find out what your drinking habits are, what your smoking habits are, if you do drugs, if you have children, if you want children, like you said. So that was really great. And I think it was so influential that it made Bumble become more like it than like Tinder. Uh, so now Bumble is... And this is the one that you started on, right? When I started on Bumble. Bumble. Yeah, yeah, because... Do you remember um, why you chose it? <laughs> so my best friend, this was, you know, this is obviously after my divorce. Uh, she goes, have you heard of Bumble? And she's married. She's been married for many years. Uh, she asked Which, me if, side note, like married people are almost more interested in dating apps <laughs> than single people using them are. She was very interested <laughs> and, and to this day is is my greatest champion on, on the dating apps. <laughs> I, I told her that I'd heard of Tinder, but I didn't want to go on Tinder because I felt like it was just kind of this meat market and I felt very vulnerable. And she said, well, why don't you try Bumble? I heard that's that's the app for feminist women. So I thought that would that would be great. Right. What is it that's so feminist about it? Well, she explained that uh, that women have to message first and you have to match first. And so I thought this this sounds like a pretty safe place. And when I started, it was it was just sort of this open format where just like Tinder, you had pictures and you had a description Um, and there was nothing really required of you or asked of you but it has evolved so significantly i think and it has moved away from sort of the tinder-esque platform to something more like hinge now they're asking about you know your hopes and dreams (laughs) your lifestyles even your political leanings which i know has has become increasingly important in the last two years and so it it kind of helps to weed out the folks that you would not be compatible with in a lot of sort of real life ways, right? This person drinks a lot and I'm a light drinker or the opposite, right? You don't have to kind of go through that awkward questioning where you feel like you're interrogating somebody. Or find out the hard way later. Or find out the hard way later, yeah. And, and you know, there's always room for... Uh, dishonesty. I really appreciate the fact that Hinge and now Bumble have sort of made it much easier to figure out if someone is, in terms of just lifestyle choices, compatible. Now, how do you feel with all that pressure on you, where it's like you have the power to start this conversation? Is it as empowering as it sounds? Yes, Because I've is. heard evidence to the contrary. I like it because I'm not a huge time waster. And I'm not huge on the list of matches. 
I think having a list of, and we'll talk about this in uh, in later episodes, having a long list of matches doesn't help you in the end. It might validate you because you think, wow, look at all these smoking hotties who like me. But you're not talking to them. Being able to message first, you can sort of step outside of, of that I have to wait for him to talk to me to see if he's really interested in me. I mean, you can you can step away from all of those expectations and, and that more traditional structure and you just send a message and then you don't have to worry because everyone is in agreement that the woman messages first and that's very comfortable. And so they don't feel like they have to come up with something witty to say to you, you know, based on your profile or the weather or whatever it is. So I have a love-hate relationship with the app Bumble because not every girl wants to send that first message, and that's what Bumble makes you do. I don't come out with witty pickup lines. I'm 30 years old. That's not my style. So if you don't, you it's like you get matched, and you send a message, and they either A, let it expire, or two, delete you. I use Bumble because it's really nice. It's super easy to meet people, and um, I like that the women reach out to you first. Instead of, you know, I'm sure women get inundated by, like, thousands of messages on other dating sites. So I feel if a girl is actually interested in me, she will reach out to me first, which is nice. And so then there's, like, the classics. There's Match.com, which I've heard probably the most success stories on. Isn't that funny? And then OkCupid. And from what I understand, both of those require much more information from you. There are different things that I like about Match.com and about OkCupid. I've found that the more that is asked of you, the more you will give. And then the more success you end up having. You know, it answers a lot of those baseline questions that, you know, otherwise with other apps, you're sitting there, unless they put it in the bio, then you got to waste time trying to ask all these questions and it's a little bit awkward, you know, things like that. So, I, I mean, I do like the other two, Match and, and Hinge, a whole lot. I was on Match many years ago when it was just a website. I still am not sure if you can ever delete your Match.com profile. I may still be on it. I think I was on it for the duration of my marriage. Unclear (laughs) whether or not you can actually ever delete a Match.com profile. Whatever. But they ask you all kinds of real life things. And I think that is great. I know someone very close to me basically like family, who met her fiance uh, on Match.com. And it worked out wonderfully for her. And it was because, you know, there were certain things that were very important to her that maybe were difficult to talk about in person, right? She's a physician. She wanted to be with someone who had a comparable amount of education and a comparable income so that if one day she wanted to take a little break and raise children or something like that, that she would have the, the financial flexibility to do that. And so it worked out wonderfully for her because she was able to set her parameters to certain settings, right? She was able to say, I would like to be with someone who makes above X amount of money or has this minimum degree, things like that. So I think Match is a real life dating app. You have to invest in it because you are divulging quite a bit of information. So I think it's really for the only very serious folks who are looking for an actual life partner and looking for something that will work. 
but I have had boyfriends that I've met off Bumble. I have had great experiences with people off of Tinder. Um, I've had the worst experience on Match, I think, or like OkCupid or something where, yeah, it's supposed to be more vetting, but just on dates, you know, people telling me about their arrest history. I'm like, no, I'm worse that. <laughs> like, I, I guess what I'm saying is the apps that it seems like people need to invest more in. I've had worse luck with them, but I don't think that's a function of the app. I think it's just kind of my luck of the draw. Okay, Cupid is like match for millennials. You know, I, I recently joined OkCupid. I was just so impressed by it. I think what they did is they waited for all these other apps to make people mad. And then they collected all of that data and they made the perfect app, at least for someone like me. I love OkCupid. I hated being essentially penalized for swiping left on someone accidentally with this, you know, with the slip of my finger. And it was so traumatic. So what what we could have been so much, you know, but really probably weren't, but you never knew. And so that kind of was was kind of troubling and really unnecessary. So uh, on Hinge, on OkCupid, um, these, these people don't disappear. They just come right back around and maybe one day you'll change your mind. And I think that's really great uh, and very respectful to both parties, right? Maybe one day he'll change his mind. Maybe one day I'll change my mind. We don't know. Um, and I think that's, that's wonderful. Uh, OkCupid also advocates for a lot of different photos, right? A lot of different kinds of photos, they say. And they tell you, the more photos you have, the more matches you'll get, right? They, they give you that, that statistic. And so people pay attention to it. And so you're just scrolling through all these photos. And you're like, I get it, I get it, you're cute, you know? But they also ask a ton of different kinds of questions. And people answer them. And not only that, but they have a section where it's like, this is your, you know, your bio, your summary statement. And people will write novels. I got tired. I started treating OkCupid like Tinder. (laughs) Just swiping because I got so tired of reading these. But honestly, if you're really invested and you're looking for a partner or something meaningful, OkCupid is absolutely the way to go for someone who's in their late 20s, early 30s. I I love it because it it tells you all kinds of stuff about their lifestyle, just like Hinge and Bumble. Um, But people voluntarily write a ton of information. And I find that they're much more honest about their emotional part of life, what they're looking for. People will say I'm fresh out of a divorce or out of relationship. You know, I just, I think, I think because someone is asking, they're telling. And that's great. So I'm, I'm a big OkCupid fan. Love it. OkCupid, you know, it's supposed to be more for the dating and supposed to be more for, you know, kind of love connections and stuff like that. But Unfortunately, people rarely use it. Um, the profiles remain quite stagnant. Um, it's also one where, since it's not asynchronous communication, um, people tend to become disinterested unless you, you know, go ahead and share your, your phone number automatically. And then there's the ones that are out there that, are advertised on Facebook and you see ads for them every now and then that no one really likes. So Plenty of Fish comes up quite a bit. Yeah. And Coffee Meets Bagel, when it's mentioned, it's not mentioned favorably. Mm -mm. Coffee Meets Bagel is terrible. Um, I don't know if it's the people, but that's the one where I get all of these, like, people who are supposedly in the military, but, like, are very clearly, like, 
scammers or bots or something. They all want to start talking on Kick or WhatsApp, like, immediately. Um, it, they immediately start thanking God that they have found you as such, like, the, like the most perfect woman to start their life with. And it, it's very it's very odd. I, I do a lot of reporting people on Coffee Meets Bagel. I actually hate Plenty of Fish the most. Yeah, it's very clunky. It's not user-friendly. And I keep getting these notifications all the time. I don't care about it at all. Those are two of my least favorites. So I tried to get on Plenty of Fish. And honestly, I couldn't even get past their clunky sign-up. I felt like it was 1998. I couldn't. It was... It was horrible. So I just, I deleted it. I didn't even try. Um, But from what I've heard, it's pretty terrible even when you get through to the other side. Coffee Meets Bagel, (laughs) it, you know, it makes me laugh because I find a lot of irony in that app. They ask a lot of questions. You, you volunteer a lot of information, but then they don't use your name. And I think that's bizarre. And maybe that's because I'm just so used to seeing a name on a dating app, whether it's a real name or a fake one. But there are no names until you match. And then you get their first and their last name. And it feels very much like, you know, married at first sight. (laughs) You you don't know anything. I I feel like if I don't know your name, I don't know anything about you. The league is super elite. Like, you have to be on a wait list to be on the app. And they only match you with certain people. And they only give you, they say, five people a day that you can match with. But they don't. It's usually, like, three people, and then, like, two are, like, suggested chat groups. And there has been – I've had one match on there the entire time, and they didn't respond. The, the catch with the league is there's a waiting list. Like, I just got approved to – like, my account just literally opened up today. But, of course, if you pay, then they'll review your account right away. So the league's kind of a newer one that people have been talking about a little more. It's more exclusive. It is. There's a waiting list you can go on. <laughs> it is. It's, it's, it's a little strange to me. So I actually got on the league probably like two years ago. Uh, it spread like wildfire among my colleagues. And then that's kind of how I heard about it. But yeah, you had to apply. You had to submit your LinkedIn page and they would gauge how much money you made or what your that was basically it was you know what is your socioeconomic status was the question they were asking are you fancy enough for this app and they advertised themselves as as um being for professionals by professionals for professionals um and so the idea was you sort of weed out people who aren't as fancy as you they would give you maybe three matches a day based on an algorithm that i cannot understand to this day and provide an okay amount of information if LinkedIn information is enough for you uh, and maybe a handful of, you know, hobbies, most of which are the same among most people our age. I think I've, I have met and dated one person from the league. So it sounds like it's too exclusive. Like they're keeping people out of there and it's not really helping the people that are on there. I don't know if it's too exclusive because in a city like Chicago, I'm sure there's a lot of people on it. Um, But I think the disbursement of matches daily that really gets to me I don't like that I think most people don't like that because you want to swipe so I think that's why everyone defaults to tinder because it it actually provides you with the most freedom you can be who you want you can mostly say what you want and you can swipe however much you want and no one's gonna say anything see I look at tinder like 
people see the Cheesecake Factory's menu, where it's like, <laughs> it's a book, and there are so many options. There's literally everything that you could ever want to eat there. Mm-hmm. It's too much for me. I like going to like a fancy restaurant that's like, here's your five options today, because your this is what we felt like making. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I guess everyone's got their own preferences. Yeah, and I think I think you'll find the most success on an app where you feel you fit in um, and where it makes sense to you, right? If you are a person who's looking for something very specific, I would not get on Tinder, you know? I would get on an app that asks the most questions possible. If you're someone who's just open for the sake of being open and that's your thing... Tinder is, is, is probably, you know, the, the perfect place for you. And then there are a ton of specialty apps. Um, there are religious apps. There's, you know, J-Date, Christian Mingle. There's Minger. There's even, you know, Farmers Only, <laughs> which when I, <laughs> I was recently in Iowa uh, for a meeting and I was, I was kind of just putzing around my hotel room and I hear Farmers Only, not just for farmers anymore. And I thought to myself, what? Huh? Did I just hear you right? Because it's called farmers only. But I think they realized that they were limiting themselves in saying, in calling it that and, and, and treating it as something that's just for people who work in agriculture. Well, especially because just like the geographic location of farms. They're so far away. So far away. (laughs) Like the closest person is the one you're going to date anyway, probably. Yes. And it's, well, because she lives in the room next door to you. Yeah. And so I think they started to sort of make it a more values based, um, approach where there was a woman who was on the commercial saying, I wanted to be with someone who had a strong work ethic, who could work with his hands, who really valued family and, you know, kind of this salt of the earth kind of person. And so I found him and I'm from a big city and this and that. So I think they're trying to sort of bridge that gap. So on the, on the opposite end of that spectrum is Grindr. Right. Who I, after hearing about it from so many people, like actually has a lot of great features. Grinder, if you're not aware of it, is a obviously it's with people in your close proximity, and so there used to only be one option, which was to send somebody a message, and then they developed this other button that's like it sends you you can do three you can do one of three different things. You can send them a flame, which means like I think you're hot. You can send there's a little button that says like hi, which basically means like I'm friendly, and then there's like a little devil icon that basically means I want to have sex with you. <laughs> And you know, like on Grindr, you can put like looking for dates, hangouts. That's what I would put. I would get a lot of messages and it's like, it would be easy. Like, oh, let's meet up in Boys Town. Yeah, let's go out. And then of course, Grindr, I, I add and delete, you know, occasionally just because it's more, it's more of a hookup app than any of the other ones. You know, of course, since it's a location based app, it's more, you know, um, instantaneous gratification. You know, you're 500 feet away. So let's meet and hook up kind of thing so you know it's just not exactly the avenue where you need a lot of dating you know and again I'm not, I'm not against hooking up you know I do it and I think a lot of people do do it but it's just not the best avenue for dating so like all these apps have the good and the bad to them the the unifying theme being that the bad is the internet in itself correct yeah. um but they've all got certain features whether it's like the swipe application or the information that you provide or being able to tell somebody right away what you're interested from them that anybody can find what they're looking for you just kind of kind of have to play the field a little bit 
the one thing that kind of surprised me doing all the, I'll put this in quotes, research of talking to people is that a lot more people these days are using apps that are more sex-based. And so you've got things like FetLife, you've got things like Field, um, and even people that are a little more open on other apps like Tinder, where people aren't as scared to put out there that they're in a non-monogamous relationship or they're looking to join somebody in their non-monogamous relationship and or just looking for a hookup that either is just a hookup, you know, you, me, my place or a hotel, or let's get some ropes and some toys and a setting and some costumes involved and like, this is what I'm looking for. Those were kind of like things that were on the fringe of dating in the past. And ironically, like, those are where the people are having the most amount of success right now. And you've kind of done some research on field. I have. And kind of liked it. And yeah. Should, I mean, do we go as far to say it's like this is the future of dating? Um, I think this is the future of hooking up. I don't think it's a future of dating. I would say in terms of which apps will create the most long-term relationships, very likely still Match.com, OkCupid, the ones that require a lot of information, you're going to get a stronger algorithm, a stronger match, right? That's just statistics and, and math. But I conducted an interview with someone uh, that I had gone to college with, and I hadn't, you know, I hadn't spoken to her in a long time. Uh, and she told me about this app, and she could not stop singing its praises. She said it was a place where she felt very comfortable um, expressing her desire to do whatever with whoever. Uh, and she, she said that it was accepting and warm, and she called it a community. And I thought to myself, I have never heard these things about any dating app. Mostly it's the opposite. You know, this is cutthroat and terrible and everyone is cruel and I feel like I'm not a human anymore. So this was amazing to me. So I thought, well, I have to see this for myself. So I downloaded, I get on it, I'm looking around and I realize I know nothing. <laughs> like I knew nothing. There are all of these acronyms that people use that mean many, many things. So I was Googling quite a bit. What I got from it was that people are very honest about what they're comfortable with and what they're not comfortable with. And I I wished, you know, when I was swiping through all of these people, that people would be more like this emotionally, right? It would be so great if you would just say, I'm into this and I'm not into this and that's it. I think it is definitely the future of hooking up. I think people are becoming more vigilant when it comes to consent and you know being drug and disease free that's really important to a lot of people and i think it's becoming even more important and rightly so cuz i think it's fair to to know what you're getting into especially if you're going to be intimate with someone i loved it i have not met anyone from it um i don't know what that is like and i don't know if i would for other reasons uh, at this point, meet anyone from that up. But I think if I was mentally in a place where I wanted something more short term, I would probably choose that over some of the more well-known sort of hookup apps. It's basically an app for people who have a little kink in them. A majority of the people that sign up 
are people that either want to have threesomes in whatever kind of capacity there is. So it could be married couples who are in open relationships. It could be single people who are just looking for a good time. That app has really opened my eyes to like this whole new world that I never knew about or just like was too scared to understand. I think that app has the most honest and direct people that I've ever come across on all of these apps. And sometimes they go back to like Tinder or Bumble or whatever. And I'm like, all these dudes are so fake. (laughs) They're just saying what I want to hear. Where like these people on field are like, I'm part of an ethical, open relationship. This is what my partner's like. This is what I'm like. This is what we're looking for. We're not looking for anything more or less. We don't do anything unless we feel comfortable, um, unless we feel feel like a click between us. So it's just like, it's been so eye-opening, not just that it's so direct, but also so welcoming and warm, <laughs> you know, it just feels like a, a community where like everybody understands what the rules are. And I feel like when I go back to like Tinder or OkCupid or Plenty of Fish, it's like a free for all and it's total chaos. And I feel like I can't tell what people want. Field definitely does have a share of people just looking for hookups, but I've gone on dates with people who are like, no, I'm just looking for other open-minded people to date who won't judge me. The dating landscape is vast. And whatever app you decide to put yourself out there on, you're going to find some level of success. You're going to find a whole lot of rejection. Oh, yeah. And there's ways to kind of mitigate that. There's ways to set yourself up for the most attention, if nothing else. And that's what we're going to get into in our next episode when we talk about your profile. I have a friend who made their own dating app called Hater. You basically like, match with people based on your mutual hate. So like if you both hate mayonnaise, then that's like, I don't know. <laughs> you just like can like sort of, you, you answer a bunch of questions to figure out what you don't like and um, and then you match based on those things. What I like, for example, about Scruff is in the profiles, like it lists like what people are looking for, like friendship or relationship or what they call networking, which is code word for hooking up or whatever. But then people can write a lot about their interests. Scruff is kind of in between as well. You know, there's people will actually engage in um, conversation. I dated a guy for four months off of that before. So it's a little bit more open to meeting for relationships. But also, again, it's, it's a location-based app that, you know, 500 feet away, let's go ahead and meet and hook up kind of thing. You join it, but then your friends who have the app can kind of like join your join your team and then they swipe as part of your team, um, kind of yes or no who they think, you know, either you might be interested in or it's just a way for like friends to kind of match make for you. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Tinder to me is a very unkempt garden, a lot of weeds and overgrown, and you really have to dig to find something worth picking.